All right, so my guest today is a dope MC. He's worked with some of the top producers and even videographers, uh, such like Breed. Breed is, you can find him at thelifeofbreed.com. Also, you check out his Instagram and his YouTube at The Life of Breed. So I want to go ahead and welcome to the show, Jamel Jacobs, AKA Sai. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, man, listen, I definitely appreciate you coming to the journey of a ballaholic. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and jump right into this thing, man, while I got you here on the show. Uh, that's some crazy, crazy basketball going on right now, bro. Like, we got some really top-notch <laughs> talent that's out here showing their butt, bro. Definitely, uh, definitely. I, I wanted to get your thoughts, man. What do you think about James Harden? Like, the level that he's playing at, like, just let me know your thoughts on, you know, where he is right now, you know, where he's come from and where you see his ceiling, man. Uh, right now, James Harden, I say right now, is second in my MVP voting right now um i got lebron number one right now because of the record that the lakers have and, and have leading assist um but um james harden is, is definitely a problem one thing i will say about james harden uh, he's definitely probably the one uh player in the league that is definitely benefiting from um the hand check rule not being um no longer being established because uh, him being able to draw fouls and uh, that's just that's just nobody can compare to how he he draws fouls so it's very hard to defend him but I feel yeah. like uh, the hand check rule would possibly make it difficult for him now don't don't get me wrong he's he's still dangerous he's he, he's still one of the top players in the league but I just feel like um, he's definitely benefiting. Uh, from that rule not being uh, implemented in the NBA anymore, um, but yeah, he's he he's he's second in in, in the MVP uh, race right now for me. So okay. yeah, he's he's. Now you brought up an interesting point when you mentioned the hand check rule because I think a lot of times when people talk about James Harden being an elite scorer, we, sometimes we do kind of forget that the rules have changed over the years, exactly. right? And a guy like Michael Jordan, who to me is still the greatest scorer that the game exactly. has ever seen, exactly. he played through that hand check era, right? Yeah. And so, so we do have to acknowledge that. But what, what do you think about this as a counter to people who say James Harden isn't playing against the hand check rule? What about when people say James Harden is doing what Jordan didn't have to do, which is go up against zone defenses? Um, I, I well see with him being a shooter with zone defenses, it, I I would say differently if maybe he was a power forward or a center. Mm, but I feel okay. like with him being such a great shooter, um, you know, it's not as much of an issue, you know, because of him having a, a perimeter shot. He's one of the best perimeter shooters in the league. So with the zone, I mean. It, it does, but so much. I mean, you know, that's my take on it. Um, it's, okay. it's, it's still not an easy thing to deal with, but with with you having, you know, that's what they say, you know, if you have a jump shot in the league, you can make it. Um, right. Re regardless of, of the rules, but I mean, he has an exceptional jump shot, so, you know, that's you know, my I, I was I was breaking down some film on James Harden earlier, man, and I think one of the, the biggest things that, that truly jumps out at you is, like, when I compare, because in my opinion, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan are the top two scorers that, that I've ever seen, right? right. And, and James Harden is starting to ascend to that level, right? I think when, when you compare him to guys like Steph Curry or even a Kevin Durant, I think, honestly, he surpassed them in regards to the ability to put the ball in the basket. And one of the things that I was breaking down was James Harden, to me, has a better 
handle than Jordan and Kobe. He, he and he's a better shooter, right? And because <laughs> he's playing in the defense, like you say, where there's not hand checking, he has that ability where you can't play off of him because of his shot. If you right. get too close of him, his handle is so tight, and he's got the ball on such a tight string that he can blow past you. But one right. of the things that's truly unique is his ability to create the contact but get the foul called on you. Like exactly. it's something we've never seen, man. Now, now they also have to. The referees also have to. I love Harden's game, but the referees also have to pay close attention to it because Harden needs to be called for some of those offensive fouls for hooking. I know the game <laughs> I moves fast. I know that the referees are watching, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're in like we're in a couple of games now. The referees got to know that Harden is hooking. <laughs> Harden is hooking people, and he did it to Kawhi last night. He, you know, mm-hmm. so some of these, some of those calls got to be offensive. You know, calls and like, like I was saying, I hate. I mean, once again, go back to the hand check thing. See, that would be allowed. You could hook all you want because now the player is going to be able to put his body up against you. So that would be a lot more difficult for Harden to pull those type of things off. You know, I, I guess I'm just an advocate for the hand check coming back because these these scores in these games, uh, 140, 145, 150, it's getting out of hand. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that, you know, even though, I, first of all, I do agree with you. I would love to see there be more contact. And I understand why they took that away, because they want more freedom of movement to make it a more entertaining game. So I understand it from a business standpoint. Right. But from a competitor standpoint, like you say, the defense, I mean, you got elite defenders like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and they literally can do nothing with James Harden based on how they have to play defense in today's rules. Right. And so it does put the defense at a disadvantage. But once again, James Harden can only take advantage of the rules as they are constructed right now. Yeah. So he's he 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 is doing that on a level that we have nothing. I mean, yeah. the average 30, 38 points a game. And he and this is the, the biggest part, like you said, he's doing that, but those fouls. So now he's like when Jordan averaged 37 back during the 80s, he was mm-hmm. taking 27 shots. Right, James Harden is averaging 38 or like 24, 25 shots a game because he's able to get to the free throw line and he's efficient by shooting the three. So it just, it makes it so tough to guard him, man. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What do you think the ceiling is for James? Like, have we seen or are we seeing his ceiling or do you think he has another level he can go to? I think he has another level we can go to or he can go to mm. because the, the the reason why is because um, I noticed that um, James Harden is, I believe, leading the league in and turnovers. Um, so okay. his his assist, his assist definitely can go up. Um, okay. He definitely can be up there in top five in assists. But with his turnovers and, and 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 his volume of shooting and him, you know, burning out. And you know, we talk about the for for one thing, the playoffs. If, if Harden shows up in the playoffs, he automatically goes to another level because. The, the knock on him has been that he hasn't showed up in the playoffs. So, um, well, let me ask you about that. Let me ask you about. Let me, let me cut you off real quick because that that has been a narrative about James Harden that he doesn't show up. But even last year in the um, the, the second round matchup against the Golden State Warriors, Harden played well. I mean, he averaged like thirty eight points for that series, right? So, right. so, so it is James Harden truly not playing well, or is he still being held by the? The, the, the failures from past years. Now, granted, even if you want to count last year, because in my opinion, they still should have beat that Golden State team once Kevin exactly. went down. So I, so I, I agree yeah. with you. Um, and, and, and he does have to go show it in the playoffs. But 
can we blame that on just the Golden State Warriors team being better, or was it James Harden's fault truly that they lost, or was his teammate not good? Like, how do you when you look at um, James Harden in his last year's playoffs? Why do you think they didn't win that I, series? I should say that he's it's it's not that he's not playing; it's the clutch factor. Okay. When they need that basket, it's the, that Jordan, that coach. The clutch factor when you need that basket when you when, when you need that three to go down when you need to lock down on defense when you need to not have the boneheaded plays where you're throwing a ball out of bounds or what may you know whatever the situation may be it'll cause you to lose by two or three a prime example was last night um once again right. you know you do and also you know i'm not a dan tony fan i'm sorry i feel like if they had a deep, uh, maybe another coach. They're already going to score anyway. I know I'm going off a little bit, but Houston is already going to score anyway. Mm-hmm. They need to lock down on defense. When they lock down on defense and they don't turn the ball over, they're dangerous. They're, they're, they're a problem. And Dan Tony just not does not focus on on defense. They have no kind of defensive defensive intensity at all. And um, are, but I, the, back to what you were saying, the, the reason why they lost is because he has to come up at crunch time. And if you're handling the ball the majority of the time, he's he's burnt out. You know, he, he's expended yeah. too much energy at the end of the game to really lock down. And um, you know, I, I think that's the that's the thing. He he has to be clutch at the times when when Houston needs him, especially if you're going to have the ball in your hands. You know, most of the game. Right, right. No, I think I think I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, he, he his efficiency as far as you know being able to to shoot a high percentage to like I say, but being efficient in the crunch time in the crunch and, time know, turnovers and efficiency yeah. from from the field. I, I definitely agree with you. And that's not um, that, and, that that's not um that that's that looked at as not playing a good game because you could do all of that first, second, and third quarter. You know. And they but, come up missing in the fourth. Right? And they come up missing in the fourth. What does that? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Anything. You've expended all this energy. You put up 40, 45 points, and you know what? It, you, you, we we need it when it counts. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my thing. On that. so, now, now, you mentioned earlier that you said James Harden is number two in your MVP race as of right now. Yes. Right? And, and granted, we're still early in the season, so I understand that. Mm-hmm. But where do you rank James Harden as far as overall NBA players in today right now? Even not the MVP race, but as far as overall players, where do you have them ranked? Top top, top players as far as position, any position, any position. Oh, didn't really think about that, but that's that's not too hard, man. He he's got to be right now. I mean, he's got to be top ten, possibly top five. Mm. I think he's. I think he's. I'm gonna be honest with you. Definitely top ten. But I think he is making a very strong case for top five, man. I top mean, five, he, right? He, because he, he, I mean, he's creeping. Even though he's he has some defensive um, deficiencies, mm-hmm. I do agree that his offense is so amazing. It, it's, right. it's it's so overpowering. Where I mean, prime example, you're watching the Clippers, who have three mm-hmm. elite on-ball defenders, right. and that's having to send double teams just to get the ball out of his hands. So it's not like they could put Kawhi on him and just say, "Okay, we're going to man up one on one." And you stop him. Nobody can stop him. <laughs> Nobody can stop him. And, and, and so you having to to have all NBA defenders and still have to send help for all NBA defenders. So we haven't seen things like that typically, you know. And so I, I agree with you. And mm-hmm. and I also agree with your earlier point where I think he does have another level he can go to. You know, yeah. and I think that's the scary part is if he is yeah. able to become more efficient, if he mm-hmm. is able to to do what I started seeing him do more this season than any other year. It's play a little bit better defense. That's what actually where I'm starting to see. Mm. 
he's not just playing like the Ole defense, right? I mean, right. there was a couple of times in the Clipper game and he yeah. did some other games early in the season where he was, you know, getting out on Kawhi Leonard and yeah, he, speed yeah. and trying to get in the position. So if he can not, he'll never be an all defender, an nah. all league defender. Just, just, but if, just be solid on a defensive Just be end. solid. Don't yeah. be a liability. If he's right. able to just not be a liability where they have to hide him, then right. I think he can go to another level if he also continues with that efficiency, uh, improving on the turnovers, like you mentioned, and then mm -hmm. also, like I say, showing it when it matters most. Um, right. So what do you think about the, the Rockets? I know you mentioned about D'Antoni and not liking his system. What do you think the Rockets' ceiling is for this year, considering I, that they have Russell I, Westbrook I'm, and have James Harden? Well, I'm I'm picking – I've got – to me, it's a three-team race, as crazy as it sounds. Your Lakers – of course, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the Clippers, mm -hmm. and absolutely, and I like Houston. I like Houston. Um, really, no love for the East Side. I mean, as far as you know, <laughs> but I don't know if anybody over there can take out any of those three teams. And I really yeah. like Houston. If Houston locks down on defense, man, and they they cut cut down on those turnovers. Um, the thing about that that game last night was that uh, the Clippers pulled that out because. Um, Lou Williams dropped 26 in the second half. If not for Lou Williams, they would have got beat by maybe eight or ten points. Yeah, Lou, I, Lou Williams is tough. He, Lou Williams, he's tough. But... Yeah, so that's what I, I got them. I got them up there, the top one of the top three teams in in the league. I got them up there. Okay. Well, also, you know, one one of the things we have to remember too is that the Rockets were playing without their third best scorer in Eric Gordon. Yeah, Eric Gordon, and, yeah. And, and so I think, you know, having him will help them, especially when, you know, James Harden is off the court. They have somebody that they can run the offense through, you know, so right. Russ Westbrook doesn't have to feel like he has to do everything. And that's when he just becomes a turnover machine. Um, and that's, but, that's I, another thing, too. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That, yeah. That's another thing, too. Russell Westbrook has to cut down on turnovers as well, because I believe he's also in the top 10. I think he's number seven or number six. And turnovers. So you have two of two people on one team, two superstars on one team that are both in top ten in turnovers. That's a yeah. problem, especially in the playoffs. That's a problem. Well, I, you know, and it, it, to me, I'm not as surprised with that because those were the number one and number two guys in usage the usage, last couple of years. Right. right. So they, they they have the ball so much and they're asked to do so much that. They just, you know, they get turnovers and they, they all look careless with it as well. But right. I, I and I, I'm surprised that the, when they came together, that they would, the James Harden still doing so much, right? Like to me, me it's like me I too. appreciate his ability to go out there and to play every game and to give it his all. Like I, I appreciate that, but I am actually a little surprised that he's having to do so much when you had brought another superstar alongside him. And I, once again, while saying that. I commend Russell Westbrook for being able to take that secondary role and being willing to do that. I think is why I agree with you when you say that the Rockets are one of those top three teams in that three team <laughs> race to win it all. Yeah, and my thing is uh, Russell Westbrook needs to stop shooting ill-advised shots. Attack the basket, get to the line. Russell mm -hmm. Westbrook's three point shooting is is not great. It's not good at all. Right. I think he was like one for eight last night or something like that. That's messing up the flow of the system. I know Dan Tony's, Dan Tony's system. And it's not that I don't like Dan Tony's system. It's just like it's so one-sided when it comes to the defense. It's just like, like you know, it's it's nothing there. 
But at the same time, he needs to be directed. Listen, attack the basket, get to the line. Rack up those fouls just like um, Harden does, but in a different way. Get to the line and attack. Because once you get to the paint, you can kick out. You have shooters. Let um, Tucker and when um, Gordon comes back, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to get shots. Because, you know, it's so much on Harden. And, and I feel like he's just hanging around a perimeter and it's not doing anything. When Harden has the ball, he needs to be cutting to the basket. He needs to be moving, you know, moving as much as possible. And they're kind of just letting uh, just Russell Westbrook just sit off to the side. And I, I don't think that's a good look. And then when he does get the ball, he's so hyped that he's jacking up three-pointers like he is Harden. And that, <laughs> right. that, that doesn't help. So combined with the, the turnovers, combined with the lack of intensity on defense, and combined with West, Russell Westbrook just sitting. Because as much good as defensive player um, that uh, the, the Clippers are and that um, their point guard is – I lost track of his Patrick name. Beverly. Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly. As good as he is, he can get to the rack on him. He can he can yeah. get to the basket. So get to, to attack, get to the basket, and kick out. Don't don't settle for the three. And then now here comes the Clippers back running down, and just not the Clippers. Any other team you play is going to happen to you also. Right. You know? Right. No, I, I agree with you. Now there is something that there's potential that I see with the Rockets on the defensive end because they added Daniel House, who wasn't who was also not available to play last night along with Eric Gordon. Right. Um, right. So adding Daniel House as that three and D play, I think right now he's shooting like 44% from three. Um, yeah. and he's he's got he's got a good frame on around like six seven. So adding Daniel House is a, another secondary defender that you can put on a Paul George or put on a Kawhi Leonard. Because right now, PJ Tucker was pretty much all they had in that starting lineup, and they had to start Ben McLemore in right. place of Daniel House. Um, which he played, which I, he played well. He did play well. Like I say, offensively, he's going to be able to produce, but he's just, you know, he just doesn't have the size defensively to be able to compare with those wings. Um, But I like the potential that the Rockets have from a defensive standpoint because you have Clint Capella, who right now is number four in the league in blocks, number four in rebounds. You have P.J. Tucker, who's, you know, he's like the the Patrick Beverly version for the Rockets. Um, And then, like I say, you have Sepalosha coming off the bench. You could add a Daniel House. So they have guys that can play defense, which will mm-hmm. allow Harden and Westbrook to save their energy for the offensive side. Um, but like you said, they, they got to put it together. And so I would I would love to see the next match, because I think they, these two teams play one more time this season. I would love to see Eric Gordon, Daniel Everybody. House, and even and even for the Clippers, they were missing Landry Shaman. So seeing a right. whole roster, you know. So they can, um, yeah, load it. Right, let's load it. Let's, let's, let's load this thing up, you know. <laughs> see, see how yeah. everybody shakes out. But um, you know, I've already gone on record with my preseason predictions where I, I've got the Rockets beating the Clippers in a seven-game series. You know, and, and one of the reasons yeah. I have that is is because I think that the Rockets are who aren't going to load manage their stars. They're going to have a better regular season record than the Clippers, and which they'll get that game seven on their home court. And I just think mm-hmm. that if everybody's healthy, Game Seven, James Harden is going to get the benefits of calls, and there's no no right. one man is going to stop him. So I, I, right. I think, I think right. I, I, you know, I've got them winning that in a seven game series, now, man. Now I did not have that before the season. I had the Clippers, but after watching a couple of games, even with the loss last night, um, you know, I, like you said, I think that um, Eric Gordon would make, definitely make the difference. They lost by three. It was a you know, hard play, hard played game, but um, I also think that. 
Houston is more of a threat to the Lakers than the Clippers are right now. I agree. I agree. They, they go, that's going to be a tough matchup. I, you know, I definitely yeah. I want to I want to make sure because this is going to be I'm going to do another segment on that yeah. matchup. You know, and yeah. I want to make sure I get you <laughs> to come back on the show and so we can we can dissect that that definitely. Houston Rockets versus the Lakers, man, because that 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 I think will be the Western Conference Finals. As much as people want to see the Battle of Staples Center, the Clippers versus the Lakers, I think people some people are still sleeping on the Rockets, man. I think yeah. they, they are a well-put-together team. And even though I, I don't think that um, that they'll be able to beat the Lakers, I think they are the best the best matchup for the Lakers. Because, um, man, hard is just unstoppable, man. We haven't seen anything like this, man. Definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, Sai, I appreciate you for coming on the show, man. Like I said, you're always welcome, bro. You know, I appreciate you for jumping on. But listen, we're going to go ahead and cut this thing short. Um, as always, definitely, man, you always definitely. welcome. Definitely. It's, it's my pleasure, too. Definitely. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, man. Keep, keep doing your thing. Absolutely. We'll do. We'll do, brother. Until next All right. time. All right. Peace. Peace. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you'll be notified whenever a new episode is posted. Also, make sure that you rate and review this podcast and that you share it with your friends. Listen, if you would be interested in becoming a guest on Journey of a Ballaholic, please email me at journeyballaholic at gmail.com. That's journey, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, ballaholic, B-A-L-L-A-H-O-L-I-C at gmail.com. That's all one word, journeyballaholic at gmail.com. Listen, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope that one day you'll be able to come out and join the Ballaholic conversation. Until then, peace.